There have been a lot of coaching changes today for the Florida Gators. We'll cover that, Christian Robinson's future, and we'll talk about Chris Bogle's future only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. The holidays are just around the corner and finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter college into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. Happy Tuesday. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I'm also the founder of Whole9Sports.com where you can find all of my written work. And if you can't tell, I am still down incredibly bad. So this is going to be fun. And again, sorry, probably going to be a little bit of a shorter episode just because got to got to try to get this right. Uh, but we're going to talk about the coaching changes first, which is Patrick Tony's the first person we're going to talk about. He, of course, was the defensive coordinator at Louisiana under Coach Billy Napier, and we were told that Billy Napier was bringing two guys with him, Patrick Tony and Jabbar Juluk. And Patrick Tony is coming on as a co-defensive coordinator and the safeties coach. It's a little weird to me, I want to say. I said this yesterday, that I thought that Patrick Tony would just be the outright defensive coordinator. Um, and, and I mean, for the reason that of that being is Patrick Tony is one known as an up-and-coming rising star amongst defensive minds and college defensive coordinators, especially amongst the G5, and that he was with Billy Napier at Louisiana as his defensive coordinator. So I thought that he would just carry the sole defensive coordinator title with him to Florida. Um, So we don't know who's going to be the other co-defensive coordinator yet at the time of recording this, but a, a name that I would like to throw in the ring that we will talk about in the second segment more is Christian Robinson maybe getting announced as the other co-defensive coordinator? There's a couple of reasons for that, but that that's the name that I'm thinking might get it if it's going to be someone internal. Uh, might be someone external. Who knows? I'm not in the room with them, but that's just a possibility. Next, Jabbar Juluk has been given his official title. Uh, he is, of course, the other name that we knew Billy Napier was carrying over with him from Louisiana. He's the other assistant. Juluk is the running backs coach and the assistant, or I'm sorry, the associate head coach of the offense, and Jabbar Luke was even seen recruiting yesterday with Billy Napier, which we said, hey, Billy Napier could hit the road or will hit the road as early as yesterday to recruit, of course, at the time of recording this today. But yeah, Billy Napier would be active recruiting yesterday, the day after his in- introductory press conference. And there he is with Jabbar Luke. They were visiting Trevante Citizen, a four-star running back who, fun fact, used to be an LSU commit, but decommitted at the end of the season which was a little weird to me because um, he decommitted before Brian Kelly got announced, but he decommitted way after Ed Orgeron uh, was announced that he wasn't coming back. So it's just weird timing for me. It's not like I'm like, wow, that's that's suspect. It's just, it seems like a weird time to decommit, you know, between naming the head coaches just doesn't make a ton of sense to me unless, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he was just like, you know what? I, I'd prefer, I don't know, Lincoln Riley or something. I, I don't know. But when LSU changed, or maybe when maybe when Lincoln Riley didn't go to LSU, he was like, okay, now I'm definitely not going. Who knows? The next name is Ryan O'Hara. 
He was an analyst at Louisiana since 2018 under Billy Napier. All right, O'Hara will focus on quarterbacks. He is going to be an offensive analyst once again. Uh, it's it's not necessarily surprising that Ryan O'Hara is coming over from Louisiana to be an analyst with the Florida Gators because when Billy Napier got introduced, he said that he would take over the play calling duties or that he would be the offensive play caller and that he would be the quarterback's coach with the help of an offensive analyst. And it appears that Ryan O'Hara will be that name and will be that analyst that will help him focusing on the quarterbacks, which is great because they already have a relationship and they've already got rapport with each other to really work things out and kind of manage time. Of course, Billy Napier is going to have a ton of, uh, of tasks he has to accomplish and not a ton of time to do it. Safety's coach Wesley McGriff will not be back in Gainesville. He will not be retained by Billy Napier. Um, that's not surprising considering Patrick Tony is taking over as a co-defensive coordinator and the safety's coach. So ain't nothing new there. Cornerbacks coach Jules Montanar is not being retained either. So that's, I mean, I'm fine with it. I know that I saw some recruits be like, oh, hmm, sad. Um, so that, that sucks for that, but say lovey. And quarterback coach Garrick McGee is not being retained. Um, again, not surprising given that Billy Napier will be coaching the quarterbacks. So it's not surprising that he's not keeping the quarterback coach with him. Um, but I will say that I'm a little not annoyed or disappointed by it, but I, I was hoping Garrick McGee would find some way to stay around just because of how well he did during, uh, during the Florida State game. I thought the offense looked great there, but hey. Never know. And of course, Billy Napier has said he's going to build an army here in Gainesville. And that's, I mean, that seems to be true because we've been told that there will be upwards of 29 assistants, including analysts. So going to be a massive staff here in Gainesville, and it is going to be great for us recruiting wise. You listen to podcasts for the power of the inside track. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone, so you can listen to the latest episodes of Lockdown Gators and keep up with your favorite players and teams. The power of three unlimited data lines for $30 a month per line, so your family can share all the insights. And the power of one of America's largest 5G networks, so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all that edge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Because don't forget, no one man should have all that power. So don't get too crazy here. I'm just going to let you know that. Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save. Boost Mobile. Disclaimer, free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverages not available everywhere or for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com. For more details. All right, college football fanatics, have you heard about PrizePix? PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. I'm struggling right now. I love it, and I know you will too. PrizePix offers every sport you can think of. I'm talking NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball, MLB, soccer, and more. PrizePix offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the Power Five, as well as mid-major players that you might have never even heard of, like Big Dude over in Gonzaga. You might not know who he is, but hey, he's putting numbers up, and I realize that's incredibly disrespectful to Gonzaga, but oh, well, fight me about it. I don't care. Uh, Prize Fix allows mixed sport entries, so you can take the over on, I don't know, Colin Castleton rebounds, whatever, 
with the under on Brenton Cox sacks. I I don't know. And this is same injury. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com or go to your app store and download the app today. Prizepix is daily fantasy made easy. Talking about the main change I wanted to talk or the main potential change I wanted to talk about, Christian Robinson. We've heard, uh, I mean, a lot of staff changes, but apparently not a huge percentage of staff changes because we're going to have a ton going on. But we haven't heard much about Christian Robinson yet, except that he's sticking around. Pretty much all we heard. He was, of course, the linebackers coach for the past few years and was a linebackers coach going into this past season. He got promoted to be the interim defensive coordinator when Todd Grantham, um, how do I put this, uh, screwed the team over again and again and again and again and again by being god-awful. And then when Todd Grantham eventually got fired as a scapegoat option for uh, Dan Mullen and it didn't work out at all, Christian Robinson took over, had a rough first game against Sanford, but really cleaned it up after that, so that was fun. But uh, Christian Robinson has been recruiting since Dan Mullen got fired. Obviously, he was recruiting before that, but he'd been recruiting since Dan Mullen got fired before Billy Napier got announced as head coach. So he's been very well representing the Florida brand, including recruiting guys like Shamar James, a linebacker from Alabama, four-star. Patrick Toney was introduced as the co-defensive coordinator for the Florida Gators. So... And I'm thinking maybe there's a chance that Christian Robinson takes over as the other co-defensive coordinator. Patrick Tony is a co-defensive coordinator slash safeties coach. Maybe we see Christian Robinson as a co-defensive coordinator slash linebackers coach. And I mean, genuinely, it's something that I would like to see. It would be interesting to see their defensive philosophies mesh since they're pretty similar schematically in some ways, because I mean, they're, they're not blitz happy. Uh, we saw Christian Robinson try to get a little crazy with some things at some times, but wasn't blitz happy. They rotate guys in a lot, and they work with four-man fronts very frequently. But granted, um, usually with Christian Robinson, it was two D tackles, one down edge rusher, and one stand-up edge rusher, whereas Patrick Tony very often works with a 4-2-5, which is two D tackles, and then two stand-up edge rushers, one on each side, of course, where... We saw Christian Robinson kind of show out a little bit with things like that because we saw Chris Bogle come in and line up on the same side as Britton Cox Jr. or Zachary Carter as an extra pass rusher and kind of just go nuts with it. So that's something that's very interesting. Uh, We saw Christian Robinson pull out more creativity than we saw with Todd Grantham. I would say that it's maybe a little bit more creative uh, in terms of generating pressure and showing pressure he was maybe a little bit more creative there than patrick tony had been at times but i mean if they get together because if you could work with patrick tony's cover teams which by the way we're gonna get into uh once the coaching staff is announced we're gonna get into tape breakdowns so don't worry about that but when you combine patrick tony's coverage schemes and christian robinson's you know pressure fronts i'll say because it's not really blitz fronts and it's still only four people coming in but pressure fronts uh, it, it can get pretty spicy, and you can get some very fun things going there. Uh, I will also say that against great teams, it will be exploited pretty easily. But, hey, if you can find a way where you have two talented young defensive minds and you can get them to work together, why not give it a shot? Because when I look at Christian Robinson and what he did, granted, linebackers didn't improve a ton while he was here. I'm not going to pretend they did. But, 
I mean, he's clearly got a solid mind scheme-wise. He put together very solid defensive game plans after that Sanford game. I think going into the Sanford game, it was one, his first game ever calling plays as a defensive coordinator. Uh, so he was like, okay, well, maybe I'll be blitz happy. Maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll that. Maybe I'll get really exotic because it's it's difficult to really rein in when you have to be conservative in coverage and when you can be aggressive, when you can be creative, when you can be cute in coverage. So Christian Robinson didn't really find that balance in the Sanford game. Second half really cleaned up, but maybe he was also just like, hey, we can out-athlete them. Who cares what we do on defense? But uh, that was hmm, that was an ugly showing. But he cleaned it up after that, and Missouri had Florida State. Defense played well in both those games. I mean, the Florida State fourth quarter was pretty pretty not great, but uh, I, I want to chalk that more up to fatigue than anything else. But again, Patrick Tony is very big on rotating guys in and out, so that won't be as much of an issue with fatigue because, I mean, first of all, Billy Napier said he's going to recruit the crap out of the state of Florida, and he's going to fill this roster like a mother effer where um, basically he wants to have like 130 guys on the roster, which is awesome. And then he's also said that he wants to, or not that he said, but that Patrick Tony will rotate heavily. That's if you just watch Louisiana play, Patrick Tony did that with less talented players than are currently at Florida. So I would totally expect the rotation to remain consistent and remain heavy and remain often, which I'm fine with, especially if you're going to be dialing up these crazy blitzes. This bend don't break coverage, but with exotic pressure fronts could be very interesting to watch again. We're going to break it all down to the final couple Christian Robinson games, if he's named co-DC, the Patrick Tony games at Louisiana, we'll break down a bit. But it's certainly interesting to see that possibility happen. Uh, I know that I would be very pro-Christian Robinson as co-defensive coordinator. I do think one of the reasons that he might be named co-defensive coordinator is because I think he might say, hey, you know, I was interim DC. I don't want to get demoted, essentially. And so he could try to he could try to pull that card out. And it might work. Might not, but it might work. So he might say, I was the interim defensive coordinator when Todd Grantham got fired. You know, scratched the Sanford game, and he did one hell of a job. So may, maybe he deserves to stay around. And that's just entirely a possibility. But I don't, I don't know how likely it is it happens. It's just something that I think is a valid argument or a valid conversation to have regarding the next co-defensive coordinator spot. The holidays are around the corner, and finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter college into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. For $99.99, you'll get 24 entrees, like the world-famous bacon-wrapped filet mignons, which, ooh, sound, sound good, uh, chicken breasts, sides, desserts, and so much more. When you use code COLLEGE, you'll also get an additional eight Omaha Steak Burgers free with your order. We've all heard the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so don't wait because I promise you, you will be very upset if you order food and it's late. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com and you'll get eight free Omaha Steaks Burgers when entering the code COLLEGE. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value and 100% guaranteed, and I promise you it's really good. I used to be at the point where my freezer would be literally nothing but Omaha Steaks, so it was, it, it's delicious stuff. OmahaSteaks.com, and don't forget to use the keyword 
college. Put it in the search bar. It's not just promo code. Put it in the search bar. College to get the perfect gift package. To wrap up today's show, we're going to talk about Chris Bogle, who is someone who uh, fans love. Fans wanted to see him play a lot this year, and, well, he he didn't. <laughs> he was a four-star edge in 2019 out of Florida, committed to Florida, came to Florida, had seven sacks in three seasons, had 10 tackles for a loss in three seasons. He saw a snap decrease by about 30 snaps from 2020 to 2021, which is, I'll say bad, considering the defense was on the field always, so there's that. And Chris Bogle also, last week, entered the transfer portal, which is not a great thing for a four-star recruit to do, or at least from the Florida standpoint. Obviously, for him, he thinks it's the best move for him. So, love Um, Right now, the expectation is Michigan State with Kentucky as like a dark horse kind of guy, but... I think it's Michigan State, or he comes back to Florida. I think those are the options. Again, don't forget, when you enter the transfer portal, it does not mean you're gone. It means that you're considering leaving. Like You can still come back to Florida and be totally fine and just withdraw from the transfer portal. That's fine. Um, during Billy Napier's introductory press conference or afterwards, he was walking by, shaking hands with everybody, and reportedly, Billy Napier went up to Chris Bogle and said, you and I have to talk. Which, by the way, is a baller move. <laughs> but uh, Chris Bogle and Billy Napier apparently, or not that they had the, had the talk, but Billy Napier went up to Chris Bogle and said, you and I have to talk. And I, I don't want to say that it's likely that Chris Bogle comes back to Gainesville, but I certainly wouldn't rule it out. Because Brenton Cox Jr. has announced he's coming back for another year. That's certain. Zachary Carter's gone. So... You got one of your edge rushers gone in Zachary Carter. Britton Cox is back. We spoke about Patrick Tony's scheme. Uh, let's see. We spoke about it Friday. Spoke about it yesterday. Spoke about it today, where it's a 4-2-5. That means that there are two defensive tackles and two stand-up edge rushers. We can likely assume that one of those edge rushers will be Brenton Cox Jr., we can maybe assume that the other one of those edge rushers will be Chris Bogle. If not, then it'll probably be Princely, which is also fine. But Chris Bogle would be a very good scheme fit for this, and I like it. And I also want to point out that Patrick Tony, like I've mentioned so many times, heavily rotates his defensive line and his linebackers. So the top edge rushers, the top three or four edge rushers, will get plenty of run. They'll see plenty of snaps. So Chris Bogle, I mean, I, I could see him coming back because he will get, not the, I don't want to say promise because I feel like that's, I feel like that's a sucky way to say things. Like, oh, like he'll, he'll get promised playing time or whatever. But he'll get almost guaranteed playing time just by the fact that he's at the very worst a top three pass rusher on this, or a top three edge rusher on this team. I don't want to say top three pass rusher because if he's a third best edge rusher, Javon Dexter's number one or two on the t- on the list, and he's not an edge rusher. So, yeah. So Chris Bogle is a top four edge rusher on the team, or a top four pass rusher on the team, th- top three edge rusher on the team. And also, taking it back to what I said last segment about Christian Robinson. I've, I've already mentioned Patrick Tony rotates guys in a ton. So does Christian Robinson. You look at Chris Bogle during the Florida State game, or during the past couple weeks, really, he played more snaps than he had played for the majority of the season. 
there was one game this season where he played like seven snaps and one where he played like 15 and 17. That's like, I don't, I don't know who you expect to be productive in that few, in just such little time, but Chris Bogle made plays when he finally got given playing time. And it's like, wow, that's insane. The talented players make plays, but Christian Robinson has shown that he is willing to play Chris Bogle and that he's willing to get Chris Bogle into creative pass rushing spots, which we saw against Florida state. He would line up all over the place. He lined up on the same side as Zachary Carter next to him. He lined up on the same side as Brenton Cox next to him. We saw Chris Bogle do this against Florida State multiple times, and that was where Christian Robinson was really getting creative. So combining him with Patrick Tony, even if Christian Robinson's not co-DC, he'll still get a say in the defense. So Christian Robinson getting involved there could be another great way to, or Chris Bogle getting involved there could be another great way to commit to convict convince him. <laughs> to come back to Gainesville to at least stay for another year. And hopefully he'll be given the actual opportunity because he's done well in his limited snaps. It's just a matter of please get him on the damn field. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day every day. Don't miss out tomorrow where we'll recap the Gators men's basketball game versus Texas Southern. And of course, we'll keep talking about these coaching changes and hopefully this is going to be better. Now make your second listen Lockdown Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. For Locked on Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work with Whole9Sports, that is W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports, and I will see you all tomorrow.